Hey, y'all, this is Selma May Brewster. I smoke five packs of cigarettes a day for 60 years, but I still love the Lord. And I want y'all to understand that the Lord works in mysterious ways. He inspired Venom. Y'all don't know that, but he really did. He also inspired Slayer. Y'all don't know that God listens to Slayer? That's like the first commandment. I know it's not in the Bible, y'all, but it's fucking true. I learned it in Sunday school. Anyway, I'm Selma May Brewster. I'm a Sunday school teacher. I call him Matthew because it means gift from God. Yes, hello. This is Nigel Nigerson. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Metal Notary Podcast. If you haven't already done so, please fix your favorite relaxer and become one with the Metal Notary Metalverse. Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can also follow Metal Notary and Metal Notary Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Cheers, good morrow, and don't deny the power of Metal Notary Podcast, everyone. Thanks, Billy, for stopping yeah. in. Anyway, welcome back to Mel Nerdery. It is Billy, it is Russell, and it is Wheeler. Okay, now we're, now we're going to have to... Okay, I'm all over the road. Fuck it. It's Sunday. Squealer. Wheeler. Yeah. Wheeler the Squealer. Depends on which Tuesday we're talking about. Yeah, if you want to know what my fucking orgasm noise sounds like, <laughs> listen to the first 30 seconds or so of Seven Faces by Slayer. No, That's I don't what it know sounds that. like. Okay, not, not even. Not even. <laughs> Plug it. Not even. Not even. Motherfucker. Anyway, welcome back to Melbourne Nerdery, and today we're going to do some different things. We're warming up. We're just now getting in our 18th beverage of the day. want to give some shout-outs to some of our favorite, favorite Melbourne fans. Your fans of the podcast that are our top fans, you should strive to be more like these great people. Mr. Eric Mixon, who's guest hosted on a few shows. Mixon, Mixon. Brian Flint, hail. He is tangentially connected to the Hodges. So hail to the Brian. Jeff Hensey, heavy on the Z. <laughs> Jeff is a metal ambassador from way back in the day. And someday we should have Jeff on because he's like, He's into some underground shit I'm not even a part of. And my lovely and talented Jennifer Glisson, who I have to say, because of her love of Slayer, automatically makes her, she's beautiful anyway, but it makes her more beautiful as a person just because she fucking loves Slayer. How can it not? How can it not? That Ladies, by the way, in case you're wondering, the quickest way to my heart, if you tell me that you love any Slayer album... I'm, I'm wet. I'm ready. <laughs> or hard or whatever guys do this. I don't know. Jeez. Anyway, but those are our top fans on Facebook. You should check us out on Facebook, Metal Nerdery Podcast. We are on the IG at Metal Nerdery Leaf Podcast. I also like to get out, give a shout out to this guy. He's always on the, always on the Instagram liking our shit. Oh, Sigmar1973. Yeah. Hail. Hail to him. I think he's a huge, uh, huge Sodom and, and, um, creator and destruction kind of guy. That guy's fucking awesome. I love that fucking guy. Hail to that fucking guy. Exactly. Hell yeah, Millie. We agree. In fact, we might we might could use him if we do any like uh, when we get to our um, I think Adam said it was the Teutonic Three like the big four of Germany. We, we might need to consult that dude. He could be a 
valuable asset to the metal nerdery worldwide expansion. <laughs> yes. But yes, hail to that dude as well. Giving lots of hails today. Not to sing because it's Sunday. Hail you. <laughs> we God hail damn. Jesus on Sunday, y'all. <laughs> Satan gets Monday through Friday because that's the shittiest time of the week. Of course, we just passed the <laughs> 40 years of anniversary of ACDC. Back and, in black. Yeah. And oh. then the, the Kill Em All was yesterday 37? as well. Yeah. 37? Fucking 37? It's ridiculous Damn. to think about those two, spe- specifically those two albums. Yeah. Just because they're so fucking ridiculously huge, it's like all of metal would be completely different were it not for those two albums. And really, I don't think that metal, hear me out, I don't think Kill Em All could have been Kill Em All without Back in Black. Because I think Back in Black had all that that darkness and that haunting and that kind of crossing over. to. There's like another part of ACDC that's darker. Oh, it was it was metal. It was it was hard but, rock, but, but it was definitely. Some but to metal me, I mean, because yeah. we we all grew up with that. Like I grew yeah. up with ACDC, the Bond sure. shit, and the Brian yeah. Johnson yeah. stuff. But it's like that was kind of the catalyst to get you into yeah. the heavy, you know, the Metallica and the right. Slayer and yes. all the glorious, glorious thrash bands. First out there. grade, first grade, yeah. When Back and Black came out, yeah. I remember Crazy. I listened to that album. My cousin had that album, and we I listened to it. Literally the vinyl. I would listen to it all one side, turn it over, all one side, turn it over, all repeatedly, and just look at the fucking art. That's what I would do. There's yeah. not a bad song on that one. No. Yeah. We should I mean, say if we have that music, we should just do a dive of that right now. <laughs> I mean, I, the only song that's bad on that album is because it's ever played like hell is You Shut Me On That One. Yeah. I mean, whenever yeah, I hear that song. One of the I'd, biggest hit rock songs of all time. Yeah. But, yeah, but even that song. It's like Sweet Child. It's like, yeah, listen, yeah, er, right. everybody, <laughs> all of our middle nerdy syndicate worldwide, I want you to hear this because You Shook Me All Night Long, that fucking song, it's about orgasms. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a fucking good song. Even if you get sick of it, it's like, you know what? I'm sick of giving myself my own, but you know what? I still enjoy it, just like with the fucking song. <laughs> it's the same concept. You never get sick of orgasm. So, yeah, hail to fucking ACDC and Back in Black. And you shook me all night long. That song gets the croutons. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it gets a skip for me, but croutons from you. <laughs> Sorry, I can't listen to it. Yeah. I've heard it way too many times. Skip, but is that like peanut butter? The, is it short for Skippy? Skippy. <laughs> skip. I honestly like the B-sides on that album better than anything. Oh, well, yeah. The, well, the problem well, is to build out, a drink on me. It starts out with Hell's Bells, yeah. which you would think it would start out with Back in Black. But right. yeah, that whole first the Hell's and Bells. You know what? As a kid, the Hell's Bells thing, because I grew up, I had a cousin that, that got me into all. He's responsible Foster Sawyer, shout out to you in South Dakota. <laughs> in the Black Hills of Black Metal. Shout he, out. He is fucking responsible for getting me into that album because he had it and I would listen to it just over and over and over. Just let and me put my love into you on that album. It oh, is. Uh, yeah, God, that's good too. It is good. Also about orgasms. Hmm. ACDC was about a lot of those. He's dirty. I know it's great, isn't it? Black <laughs> Pose here, Metal Nerdery. All right, so but that album, shake just, a leg, gotta, yeah. dude. That just song, giving the dog a bone. That whole, that whole album. I mean, come on, yeah. Can we do an impromptu dive? Is that <laughs> no, that man, too much? That's not on the agenda today. <laughs> we can't have to put the. Can we like do it? Maybe like after, like possibly. I mean, we can. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to hear? What do you want to? You know what? Now that you said shake a leg, I want to hear that mainly because when I first heard that song, don't start it yet. Don't start it yet. Don't start it yet. <laughs> 
Well, I know, I know Billy's very expeditious and very efficient, but it's like, don't start it because I have to set this up. All right, set it up. <laughs> so I yeah. love Back in Black when I listen to it over and over and over again. But Shake a Leg, if you listen to it, and it's later in the song, the song itself has almost like a, it's got kind of a more metal vibe than a rock vibe to me. It always did. It always had kind of like a darker, like the aggression to it, something about it. But there's something about the guitar solo in that song. If you listen to it, it sounds like like the sound of electrocution. I don't know if John Mutt Lang threw that in there just to be oops, sorry, just to be fancy and just to be theatrical, but it sounds like someone getting electrocuted. Like and that kind of thing. It's just some things I've noticed. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just imagining shit. But anyway, Shake a Leg by AC DC. Can't be loud enough. Woo! Oi, Billy, give it some fucking volume, eh? were some riff masters oh man oh yeah just simple masters yeah good shit mm. that riff i mean that could be thrash mm-hmm. you speed that up a little bit well that's that's an lot, exodus like riff. kill them all is it, you know i mean yeah. a lot of those riffs you were, speed it up and that's a fucking yeah. exodus riff. definitely got to speed it up sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's totally got that vibe uh, just good old-fashioned rock and roll. But you right. listen to Seek and Destroy, it kind of has that kind of ACDC twang in the riff a little bit. Well, and he- here's yeah. something I'm curious, because, Bill, I know we talked about this with Adam before, and, and Russ, I'm, I'm curious to get your input. Because ACDC, you can say what you want about ACDC, but we would not have... ACDC is like Motorhead. I don't think we would have metal without ACDC. They were a big part of it. And I kind of feel like they sort of sit in both pools. I think they sit in the rock pool and the metal pool. The blues rock, yeah. Even... Just like with Sabbath. If the music wasn't metal, the attitude was metal. Yeah, Yeah, they were very... Very uh, loud and obnoxious, and hey, let's get in a fight, and you know, just that was kind of their attitude. Well, yeah. not only that, but just Crazy. the boldness. I mean, yeah. we talked about, we mentioned this once before, like you know, Charlie Daniels recently passed, and even though he was country, his oh, spirit was fucking metal for yeah. sure. Yeah. And for anyone who's interested, go listen to El Toreador. We were we were actually back in the Ascension days. We were going to cover that. Because that song is, that could be a killer fucking thrash song. If there's any thrash bands out there, y'all should cover El Toreador by Charlie Daniels Band. Because that is a badass motherfucking song. I bet you somebody has. We're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna play it here because it's, it's, it is badass. So go check it out. I have been amazed at songs that I've like wondered. I wonder if anybody's ever done a metal yeah. career. And they, just about everyone yeah. I think of that. Been, but you know what? Some of them have been cra- yeah. crazy, like off the grid, like. Like, for example, Tori Amos did a cover of Rain and Blood. Or Rain yeah, and Blood. That doesn't count. It doesn't count, but <laughs> it's, if you want to hear weirdness. It was definitely weird, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. a queerty. It was <laughs> queerty. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Metal Queer. 
Hi, welcome to Mental Queerity. <laughs> on top of that, talking about some freaky shit today. What else we're we looking at? We're on our we're on our Metal Nerdery podcast Facebook page. We're there. Looks like Billiam's got some fancy looking computer code. We have uh, a couple of getting to know you Metal Nerdery style questions, and if you would like to be a part of this. Email us your answers to these questions at metalnerdery at gmail.com and we will name check you on the air and give you the kudos and commitments and your answers. All right, what you got there, Matthew? All right, so first question was, what were the first five metal albums, CDs, cassettes, vinyls purchased or downloaded, i.e. shoplifted? <laughs> <laughs> First five for me, let's see. The, here's what's crazy. The very first one that I bought that I would call metal was Vinnie Vincent Invasion. You could not have been a guitar player in the 80s and not buy that record. You couldn't. I bought that one, by the way. And then I got Puppets. Puppets was number two. Puppets changed my life. If, if Master Puppets were an album in that moment, that would have been like a religious experience because everything about that record completely completely changed everything. Yeah. Everything. The music, the lyrics, the imagery, the artwork. It was like I literally fell in love with I love Whiplash because I'd heard it before, but then when I heard Master Puppets, because I hadn't heard Remember kids, this was back, you couldn't fucking just go to Google whatever the fuck you want on the radio and look it up. You had to either have friends that had it first. Or you had to just happen upon it. And I happened upon, you know, I'd, I'd heard the Whiplash EP and I got Master Puppets completely blown away. And then after that... That was your second... That real, was the second one well, that you legit ever metal, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I loved the Kiss stuff back in the day. I was a huge Kiss fan as a kid. Gross. I know. <laughs> Hold on. Napoleon. I told you I spent it with my uncle in Alaska. I don't know what Exactly. Making out with his uncle in Alaska. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that. well, I mean, I was into Kiss earlier, but it was like the metal stuff. Like Vinny Vitz, because it was Shred, and I was like, I got to know how to fucking do that, because he was just all just, that album was nothing but just like, I'd be like, if it was porn, it would be nothing but money shots. That's all that album was. Yeah, I didn't realize he was as good as he was until I heard his album. I mean, Kiss, he did some pretty good co- he solos. He was insane. He was a fucking shredder but i think for they sure. held him back a bit you know was, <laughs> i'm sure yeah. but the problem is is i mean not to get off on a tangent but i mean like i did that and then i did puppets and then of course after that i got into the sabbath and weirdly i got uh volume four born again and then seventh star wow which is a weird fucking three albums to get yeah, from sabbath because it's so random you've yeah. got yeah Volume four, which is any of the first six, is on the approved list. It's on the mandatory listening metal nerdery recommendation list. But then the other ones, it's like Born Again was like on paper. Huh? And then Seventh Star was supposed to be a solo album. It never was. It was marketed as Black Sabbath because record label executives love money, I guess. Hashtag read whores. But anyway, that was just a weird first five to get into. And of course, it escalated from there. What mm. about you? William, I have a terrible memory. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Hashtag hashbacks. <laughs> exactly. Um, I believe my the first the first metal I probably purchased was the Quiet Riot. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, like Metal Health. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I believe that was my first one. 
I have no idea what the other ones were. I'm sure there was some Sabbath in uh, there. Probably. Because mom. But your folks grew up with that, right? I mean, they had, you grew up with that because they had it. Well, yeah, they had, uh, I think there was a Sabbath record or, or, or a Sabbath record or two, but it was mostly the, you know, the, the Southern rock kind of stuff. You but know? still, they were in that headspace. Thing, right. So they kind of brought you into right. that. So you were a little bit predisposed predisposed that's not yes. a word i just made that up predisposed i remember the number of the beast as well yeah because the little kid his older brother behind me had that one so i remember getting that one and life changer oh sure yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. hell but, whoa exactly <laughs> i'm sure it was that one and um i don't know if it was uh we sold our soul or or if it was volume four or something. I can't remember the first Sabbath I bought, but it's sold of soul was really cool. Actually at a friend once that actually it might've been paranoid just, you know, cause Iron Man and paranoid or whatever, you know, back right. in the day, you know, what's crazy about that one specifically is that because paranoid and Iron Man always got the airplay always almost right. kind of like to where it was running to the ground. Like you shook me all night long. Exactly. But that album as a whole, it's fucking it's flawless. Yeah. I mean, any of the first six Sabbath is yeah. solid gold, but not disco. Just solid oh, fucking pure gold. <laughs> I mean, there's some disco Sabbath in there. But... <laughs> disco Sabbath. Russell, do you care to weigh in your yeah. first five? Um, I remember my first metal album that I bought. The first five you can remember is what this will be changed to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember buying it with my allowance. Uh, you know, I would vacuum and do all these things around the house all week to get my 10 bucks. And mom would take me to uh, Turtles Records in Wilburn. Yep, on. Yep. Hey, that's how I wanted that. to spend my allowance every week. Sure. And we'd go down there. And the first metal album I bought was Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Primarily because I had heard you got another thing coming on the radio and I saw the cover. And I was like, that just looks so cool. Now, you understand this is 1982 i'm into michael jackson right and prince and you know all the other stuff that's everybody was to a degree yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but when i got that album home i bet you i listened to electric guy over and over and over and over i mean it's, it's such a good uh, album and the, i when you say scream of vengeance because i grew up with a, a dude in my neighborhood and his he had older brothers that were all into priest acdc sabbath all the shit he was like my favorite person in the world because he fucking had chris gillis if you're out there you inspire me into metal thank you for that but he had let there be rock he had all the acdc shit he had screaming for vengeance and then i heard the title track screaming for vengeance not oh, to mention yeah. like the hell you in an electric eye but oh, i heard yeah. this title track and i'm like come on you gotta give me give me the title track Billy, boy, <laughs> hello, Matt. Let me tell William this. Hey, Billy, pull up fucking screaming for vengeance. Oi, anybody got time for that? Ow, you gotta hear Rob say hello and all the rest of the boys. Yeah, you know, like you said, with the, with the Michael Jackson. I mean, as yeah. we were younger, I mean, I, we listened to all when we were when In we were playing football. I had Thriller. It was yeah. music. Yeah. It was music. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like it was music. It was like, yeah. fuck it, I'll listen to it. Is it awesome? And it yeah. was the you know, beginning but, days of MTV. So whatever you saw in there, or, you know, yeah, you wanted right. to go by the record. And uh, there was a kid down the street that had some had some older siblings, and they, um, I remember they got the wall when it came out. Oh, oh fuck yeah, the album. I yeah. remember that I was back like, in the day. Shit, this is badass. <laughs> you know, and you go from that, and then when we're playing football, there 
you know, there's some early Beastie Boys kind of right. came in, you know, and yeah. well, it was all had that we used energy. To listen, we that used to spirit. listen to all that, yeah, but, yeah. But Dougie, Fr- I mean, we listened to oh, Dougie, yeah, Dougie Fresh, Fresh Curtis Blow, Fat Boys. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember I used to beatbox. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember there used to be control. a show on WREK that they played rap stuff just like they did with metal stuff on Wreckage. I love uh, finding little radio stations on Apple Music or whatever you're preferred streaming services like uh the old school hip hop from the 80s it's a whole nother show but anyway um yeah and so metal one <laughs> so screaming for maybe vengeance rap metal is where i you know that that was my first i would say metal album um after that would have been pyromania that was a killer fucking um, record. Yeah, I consider I that in the metal. It was no album. I mean, that's yeah. metal. Yeah. Well, they were. And that, I remember Mixon had that one. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of like the Black Album before the Black Album. Right. That's that's really exactly what Pyromania was. Well, Death Leopard's first few albums were pretty good, but then when Mutt Lane came in and, and produced well, that. Well, he Bob Rock-decized it. Yeah. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he did. Because uh, if you look about it, On Through the Night was kind of more rocky, and then like High and Dry had more of that edge. Yeah. And then Back in Black was like that kind of... Not back in black, man. Stop taking the LSD. It's bad for you. <laughs> a message from a drug partnership for a free America. Free drugs in America. And then uh, Pyromania, I went to, uh, after that was Metal Health. I remember I bought the picture disc. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. didn't even have a cover. It was just the... You know what I yeah. thought about Metal nice. Health? I think, and I think Dio kind of had that same vibe. There was something about Quiet Riot, specifically Metal Health, mm-hmm. It was a little grindier and grittier than your typical rock. Yeah. Remember? Because it kind of had that sort of, there was, you couldn't put your finger on it. It was almost the beginning of all the nonsense. But it kind of, it was almost sort of like, instead of someone like giving you a pat on the back, like someone like giving you like a, you know, a fist to the face. It was a little more, a little more attitude, a little more fuck you, a little more, I mean, even the opener for mental health. It's like, fuck you, Phil Kellen Solo. Check this out. And I would say from there would probably be Diary of a Madman mm. uh, and then Bark at the Moon. Those are probably my five, I think, in that order. Those are the f- That's five. That's a hell of a first five. Yeah. You know, I got after that, I kind of went overboard. This one, you know, I mentioned this before. I had a brother-in-law that just had all these records. And he had no place to keep them. He was a military guy. And he gave me this box, and it had, you know, possessed, obsessed. Oh, shit. Zetron. <laughs> Or Zotrip, however you say it. I remember that. Uh, uh, there are other weird Celtic Frost. And um, uh, just so many, ba- it had Man Award and some other stuff like that in it. But there was a lot of this European med- creator, ter- Terrible Certainty, was That's in there. Awesome. I know. And yeah. I, I had no idea what I was holding on to. And then, like, ninth grade, they were in Gold my house. Bye. And then, ninth grade hit. And metal kind of hit me in the head, and then yeah. I started going through these records. Hashtag lottery. Tommy and them were like, "Holy cow, you got gold, <laughs> right. dude!" That would have been back then, because you remember back in the day whenever we go to like Camelot or or Record Bar or something at the mall. It's like you go through all the all the albums, and it's like, "Where's the metal section? Ooh, there it is!" And I would go through every fucking every album, one of them. yeah, and just gawk like a like a teenager looking at porn looking right. at every fucking album cover and the songs like mesmerized like i wish i was a millionaire i would just use my millions to buy this right and by to, this i mean all the metal bands to come to my island and play metal all the time <laughs> metal island and then metal it became island. you know then it became a like a, um, a hunt you know like a quest sure to scavenger find, hunt 
to find something my friends don't have. It's more metal than what they got, right. uh, or whatever the case. Is. But there was always that enthusiasm because if we would get together and hang out, you know, and drink beer underage, and then we would be talking about, oh, dude, you get the new. Have you heard of Forbidden Evil? Right. Oh, fucking a, dude, you got to hear Forbidden Evil. And then remember uh, coming over to Tommy's house when we used to practice over there. Yeah, there were some albums that were like the unfolded album pinned up on his wall. Yeah, yeah. That was possessed. Those were those albums. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's cool and, shit. yeah cool. Yeah, all the devil stuff and right. creepy stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Obsessed. They were actually possessed was really cool. Obsessed. Eh, I don't know. They, they were just, they were like a poor man's venom mixed with. They kind of had more of a Sabbath thing going on. I thought obsessed that the stuff, the power from hell album was just, Cookie Monster vocals and really badly mixed guitars. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was cool, but it was just really yeah. 80s production, sure. early thrash, whatever you want to call it. But well, some of that stuff doesn't stand the test of time. It, no. it tries, but it fails miserably. Indeed. All right. Uh, Should we go to question number two? I say so. What was your first live metal show slash concert? Show and a concert are the same. Billiam? Uh, for me, that was uh, myself and Cinderhoff went to see ACDC. Oh, fuck yeah. I think nice. it was ninth grade for me. Do you remember who opened? Um, were they forgettable? Cinderella. Was it really? Yeah. So... 86? Night songs? I don't or, know. I didn't really like Cinderella at the time. Well, 86 would have been night songs. So, yeah. I believe it was 86, 87. Wow. My first big rock show, I'm not going to count this, but it was was Van Halen OU812 in eighth grade. But in ninth grade, the lay guys took the Mixon and the Russ and the Christofferson down to... I think it was the Metroplex, and we saw Argon Forest. Nice. Uh, I think Jason was Joe Benton. Or no, Eric. Eric played guitar in Argon Forest. I think. He did. Not the time we went to see him. I think it was just Joe Benton on guitar. Well, I, think I think he joined. At the time, he told me he was playing, but that was also when he gave me a noun later in English class and told me, "Hey, man, it's got acid in it." Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I was one of the funniest human beings out there. <laughs> Yes. Chris Benton too. Oh, those two together, yeah. oh my Chris god, those two yeah. together are brutal. Yeah, out of control. Yeah, Eric's an extremely successful musician. Yeah, he's okay. awesome. Yeah, and he was so talented even way back. Still then. is. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Still. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, they took us down to uh, that was. I'll claim that as my first metal show because it couldn't have got much more metal. Than well, that. the Metroplex sure. kind of yeah. seemed like, as I remember in high school, it kind of seemed like the Metroplex was like the mecca of Atlanta metal. Yeah, it was like that's where you would go to to if you wanted to be a part of Atlanta metal, you went to the Metroplex. I never right. went when it was open, punker metal, yeah. but it was yeah. always like a legendary thing. I would hear about it. It was like this. Ooh, did they have unicorns there? Well, once we got to the age where we were driving to our own shows or driving to see shows, the masquerade kind of took that over. Yeah, I think so. And Metroplex would only have shows every so often. I did. I do remember seeing oh. uh, Overkill with the Cro-Mags there. Mm. Oh, I bet that was fucking cool. I thought my head was going to get shaved that night. Scared <laughs> of fucking death. <laughs> and I'm looking at the drummer of the Cro-Mags, and he's got hair down to hair. And I'm like, why are all these skinheads being dicks? He's got long hair. <laughs> right. yeah. For the record, Russ used to look like a woman in high school because he had really long, pretty hair. But oh, now most of us are all bald, except Russ still has hair. So fuck you far. for having hair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that could change any day. 
46 years old. Just a matter of time. Yeah. It gets worse. <laughs> what about you, Matthew? For the first, first live metal slash so slash concert? Yeah. It would be the second night of the 1987 Motley Crue Girls, Girls, Girls Tour with GNR. That would be the Guns N' Roses opening. Oh, my God. And... That was the night. That was at the Omni, by the when way, in 87. Axel got arrested. Yeah. yeah. So Guns N' Roses played a show that second night of that of that stand at the Omni. They played a show without Axel Rose. And I don't even remember that. It was kind of like... Slash singing. I don't even off. remember. I think I heard they switched off. Well, that was like my first real like concert Omni experience, you know, where you would go and you would yeah. see the merch counter. You went to see Girls, Girls, Girls? Yeah, my, well, the, the lady... I bet you there was a lot of girls. I'm girls, telling girls you, there. I bet you the scenery at that show is better than the uh, one in my sure. first yeah. show. <laughs> Sadly, sure. my internal, you know, my internal autism prevented me from <laughs> noticing that. I did notice a girl flash everyone with her tits, but I went with the lady that used to, to babysit me and my sister back in the day when my mom was out. <clears throat> was she money. such a naughty nanny? And I, <laughs> no, she was. I mean, she was wonderful. She actually had a lot to do with with shaping my whole voyage in metal. But that's awesome. But that was like a Christmas gift, and it was you know I was because we were like thirty feet from the stage. So like oh, when Mick Mars did his solo, good seats. you could feel the you could literally feel the fire. Yeah, you know when Tommy Lee did the fucking drum solo with the thing, and the drum set would go upside, upside down upside and shit. Down and it that, fucking yeah. blew my mind. Okay. It was absolutely yeah. a life changer. I'm not gonna lie; I would have loved to have seen that show. Yeah. It was yeah. beautiful. It was yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite moments in life. I wouldn't have admitted it at the time because <laughs> that was at the point where I'm like, I'm done with them. You know, well, actually, after theater pain, I went. Yeah, it, it was still to me. It was the energy of it. It was the fact right. going to the show, being around all those fucking people that are there to see the same thing you are. Yeah, including tits. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. It was great. Oh, Russell? Yeah. I totally agree. Um, oh, I've answered that. You already answered that. Yeah, we're that. through that one. Let's go to three. Matt, lay off the PCP. Or at least pass it around. Most, Most mind-blowing metal album or track that still blows your mind. Oh, man. Uh, that is... I think for me... It, is it the unanimous? It's the forbidden evil for me. Oh. Like, I think, I think I it's unanimous. I can't... That one for I me love is it. don't get me wrong. That one for me is just something. I mean, I have to go. Yeah, go ahead. It's always rain and blood, right? There's always that. Always, but, always. But if ever I'm in, it doesn't matter the mood. I just put in forbidden evil. Kids, can you right now? Just, just give, give us like, give us like five seconds. <laughs> five seconds of <laughs> Look, that's as long as it takes me. All right, so just give me. Give me the five seconds. Just give us. I'm just kidding. 30 seconds. I think I might have to do Lemmy's mic stand. Up. Because I've uppercutted this thing six times. So far. Oh! Hashtag smile. Come on. Talk about a killer opener. Watch if this evil chops. You can see on the ice. Jealous of blood. Wait to feel lost. Jealous of blood. 
trying to do like the Russ Anderson burp equivalent. Yeah, that 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 song never ever ever gets old. That for me. album for me. No. I mean, this, well, it's kind of like listen the, to it. It could be my only album ever, and I'd be happy. Well, it's like we talked about on the last show with the Killer Openers thing. It's just like with Black Sabbath. Yeah, I can never ever ever never ever never in the history of ever get sick of that first Black Sabbath song. See, I'm on a whole different page with this, and you're going to think I'm nuts. The song, the song on the album, the title track of Diary of a Madman. I'm sorry, that freaking yeah. song just blows my mind. I love the music. It, I love the chorus and the, the singers in the background. It's the atmosphere. It's yeah. the texture because it's got so much. It's it's dark. It's got a lot of Randy Rhodes in there, too. It, but it's really yeah. dark and you yeah. don't really realize it. Like I've listened to it in recent years. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid and listened to it, it was it was dark. Right. But like I listen to it now and like read the lyrics now and think about my own, you know, level of fucking insanity now. And yeah. it's like. Whoa, I totally know where Ozzy was at. But it's one of those songs. It's, uh, you know, you always hear Flying High Again and Crazy Train. And uh, when you're listening to the radio, every once in a while, they'll throw you a bone and play Diary of a Madman. And I just like crank it as loud as I can because it's one of those songs that just, it just gets me going. It's just, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, It just has the spirit of Randy. Yeah. It just has that vibe. And something about it is just, it's kind of almost like a complete work unto itself like you kind of get an idea from ozzy's perspective like this is my life yeah oh it's dark and depressing but also beautiful powerful yeah Yeah. the music yeah i would say that's mine yeah hold on wait for it oh yeah pretty part another one of those songs grandma goes that's really pretty until if you just look at it I made a point to learn all these songs when I went to guitar lessons. I'm like, I want to know this one, (laughs) just this part, not the rest of this. (laughs) This will be a great one to fucking learn for sure. So good at hitting those ghost notes, like oh yeah, and that was kind of a creepy riff, really, kind of eerie. kind of hear that symphonic vibe like they were going on like on um oh shit sabotage yeah Yeah. same kind of vibe kind of symphonic twisted symphonic thing yeah yeah hashtag read those lyrics there's a lot of stuff going on 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 that song for sure yeah all right Favorite, favorite lot. Oh, did I not answer? No, you didn't. Come on. Most mind blowing. Well, I mean, obviously, the opening, the self titled Black Sabbath song, obviously. Angel Death, obviously. When I got Master Puppets, when I first heard Battery, because remember at this point, I hadn't really delved into the Sabbath yet. So I hadn't got into all the pretty acoustic intro and like, you know, coming in and blowing you over the head with a, you know, baseball bat. 
when I heard Battery, I was like, that's fucking awesome. How does he play that? And then when I heard like the 8 million guitars that came in after that, I'm like, how the fuck does he play that? And then when I heard how fucking fast he played, I'm like, how in the fucking hell the fuck does he play that? Like that. And even now, it's like I'll listen to it. Like at that time, I was I was just learning how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, Russ, you're a guitar player, so you understand that when you're learning that, you're like, okay, how the fuck do they do that? I, that that's where I thought delay pedals were used. I'm like, there's no fucking way a human can play guitar that fast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the kids and then he learning. proved me wrong. Yeah, the kids like, learning it today. There are programs. I have one. You can play the song. It'll cheating. be the MIDI track. Right? right. It'll be all MIDI instruments playing it. And then you can slow the speed down Oh, so you- to half speed. Uh, and then, the, then once you get it there, you can turn it up a little bit, then turn it up, turn up the speed until you get it to full one hundred percent. But there's easy ways to learn it. We didn't have that shit. Back That's then. true. Yeah, we didn't have that. We back had, then, you had to turn a thirty-three RPM record down to sixteen RPMs to be able to and, do it, or turn it up to seventy-eight RPMs if you want to do it really fast. And to bring up the leg guy again, <laughs> I never Play knew. Again how they did it until I watched him play. Uh, so knowing the Airway guy in high school helped me become a better. I think I recall. Thrasher. I remember hearing yeah. he was a shred master. His thumb, his right thumb looked like a butterfly. It, it was just like that the whole time it was playing just trails. Yeah. And, and he was doing the rest is making masturbation shapes. Yes. Right. <laughs> but it was just, but that's how James did it. And I had no idea when I first heard it, I didn't know what he was doing. James know? was a fucking machine. Yeah. He, Cause when I heard battery, it just, it, everything about it blew my fucking mind. I was like, there's no better like that to me. It's like, if you could put the pinnacle of any opening track, when I think about that song, that that's how it's right up there with Angel of Death. It's right up there with Black Sabbath. Right. Period. Yep. There is no other answer. Of course, I concur. You concur. Yeah. I concur. What's the next question? Favorite live metal band? I think I already knew, and there's a follow-up question to that, but we'll go with the first part of the question first. I think I already know probably what the unanimous decision might be. I know what mine is. If I had to guess. I know. I know. I've seen them ten is. times, and I'm wearing their shirt. So. <laughs> Wait for it. Uh, yeah. The Metallica. Yeah, I saw them in uh, 2017, and I loved it just as much as I did in 1987. They were phenomenal. I saw them yeah. in ninety. I saw them in '91 at the Omni, and I saw them at '92. The I think with at Metallica. Lakewood. Yeah, it was the Black Album tour. The evening where they had no opening band. Yeah, I think they it played was just, three hours. It was just. Yeah. It was just them, and I remember it was. It was. It was something to behold because yeah. it was. It was almost one of those things in life where you've got to experience it just to be able to. Sure. You know, I kind of like that attitude. It's like, why do we got to pay a fucking Oprah? <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck <laughs> it. If we I, can do this. I'll, I'll play three hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if, if they want to bring someone out that, you know, like they were a big part of why Ghost got big. I don't know if yeah. you guys know about Ghost, but yeah, I love they're Ghost. like BOC with more of a metal. I love Ghost. But Metallica helped yeah. to kind of break them. So, yeah. I mean, it. But to your point, Russ, I mean, yeah, if I'm going to go see Metallica, I'm going to go see I'd fucking Metallica. I'd love to see three hours of them. Sure. Yeah. That's why I'm going to be there. Yeah. So. I love Slayer and I love Pantera Live. That's kind of like a tie. Neither have ever disappointed. Yeah. Pantera Live is just, they're, they are literally like the, the Van Halen of thrash. I mean, it's just like, it's a party. It's yeah. a fucking party. It really is. And the thing that's so great about Pantera that I think we get to to revel in that not many other people do but 
Because for a lot of like people that are like our parents' age, they got to go to concerts in the seventies, and so they got to see like Sabbath in the seventies. They got to see Floyd in the seventies. They got to see Zeppelin. Right. And nobody else can say that. We can say that we saw Pantera mm-hmm. probably every fucking time they came to Atlanta. Yeah. I saw them three times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we went every time, and yeah, every yeah. time they were better than the fucking time before. Yeah. So they're like our 70s in a way, kind of like that. That's a really tough question, though, because, you know, now I'm sitting back thinking about, well, how can you leave off fucking Iron Maiden? Yeah. <laughs> One of the best you live can't. bands well, I mean, that's the thing you can't. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, and, and that is a mind-blowing show. You can check out our older, our, uh, we did a post-show follow-up episode last year when Maiden came to Atlanta. I missed it. And it was, it, I mean, the show was amazing, oh, obviously. You missed a good one. Yeah. Because it was Iron Maiden. If somebody would have told me, that God was going to shut down 2020 for concerts. I would have went to every fucking concert oh, last year. I think that Maiden concert was God's way of saying, "Hey, man, you better come check this one out." <laughs> it's all over after this because that show was just nothing but. Beautiful. I don't even want to talk about all the tickets I had that are canceled right now. Hashtag canceled. Yeah. Oh God, that was episode seven. Favorite live local. Thank you for that. Oh wait, missed you. What was your favorite? Oh, it's got to be. Pantera. Yeah. Yeah. Nice call. Yeah. Do you still remember, Bill? I know I know. I remember this. I know Adam remembers this because we both went to that show. When they were still touring the Cowboys album, it was that cycle, but they were playing new... Sh- they basically played like the first side of Vulgar. Yeah. Live. Before they released the album, they were yeah. playing like shit off Vulgar. And it was like, holy fucking I think fuck. I was at that show. It was amazing. Yeah. It was glorious. It was like, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. Remember that show at the ballroom, Russ? Yeah. When uh, White Zombie. White Zombie. Zombie yes. Home. Weren't we supposed to open for that as well? At the, some there point? was. I don't know. Like something, something happened. Something, something fell through weird tracks, happened. But, yeah. That. yeah. That was when that girl. We were like, fuck. Because there were so many people there. That would have been Was killer. that psych or decimation? Decimation. Okay. I get a little confused in those, like, right yeah. there in 90, yeah. 91, 92. Yeah, decimation. Oh, yeah, possibly. <laughs> Could have happened. I, I will neither admit or deny. Uh, Before we move on, I have to say, I do have to frost, and I know we're probably in the point of refills. Do we want to put on a bit of Celtic frost to let these people know what Celtic frost is like while we frost? Jesus. I wish see. I could. Hold on. Before you do Mexican it, radio. That's a good one. <laughs> There's a song, Russ, I don't know if you remember, Bill, you might remember too, on Wreckage years ago. They used to play it. It was a Celtic Frost song, and I can't remember the fucking song. It was a cool-ass song, and I can't remember it. What do you want to hear? We'll see what we can do. <laughs> Is that it? Hashtag Tom the Frost. Killer in hand, so I'm ready to go My mobility 
Definitely original voice. Oh, yeah. They had a uh, cult following. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. I only remember coming into Atlanta like once or twice. I went once with my brother-in-law, and it was packed. And I can't remember where they played, whether it was... Um, Center stage or masquerade? So fuzzy. I know, right? I do remember seeing them, though. I don't recall ever seeing them. I didn't, you know, I didn't listen to a lot of Celtic Frost, Celtic Frost, whatever they are. But yeah. You hear that? Yeah. Falsetto background. That's hilarious. Oh, they got a keyboard player on this one. <laughs> I didn't know whether or not to take them for real. Especially after they did Mexican radio. I'm like, I think these guys really have a sense of humor. Yeah. You know, they kind of come off as scary, but then when you, you do Mexican radio, (laughs) (laughs) and the way they do it is even like really funny. I thought he said something about keeping it Mexican. I'm like, what? My favorite part of the show. Hold on. Let me second what he just said by saying. Indeed. And then saying. Thank you. That was some Celtic frost for the frosting break. (laughs) Look, it happens. You sit around long enough and you got to pee and. If we were to party, we would just, look, if, if this was actually a party, which is our vibe, I would have just stepped outside and kept talking, but my uh, headphones don't reach that far. Now, where do we leave off with the favorite, favorite live, live local, local metal band yeah. back in the day? Oh, God. Yeah. That one's tough. Yeah. I always love to see Ghost Story and Akathisia live. Those right. are like, t- to me, for Atlanta, I think that was like the the pinnacle of like you know just kick ass like holy shit because i mean you know when local bands are influencing your own shit yeah that's pretty fucking impressive right like, story and akathisia were two of i was like nihilist the best nihilist was everybody fucking always like nihilist. you got to i mean connect descent i love we played a lot of shows with yeah. Nihilist. those guys used to get us to open yeah. for them a lot which yeah. was really cool of them and, and i always loved opening for ghost story just because baker and the guys were so cool those guys were badass uh, akathisia was probably one of the most original i mean they sounded not like anybody else right. they, they were super cool yeah but as far as the old school now i would say after that mine was stuck mojo Mojo was fucking Mojo. bad ass. Yeah. Every time we Mojo. saw them was badass. Yeah. The Duke has the most brutal guitar sound. That Duke of metal. Fuck, it just Rich Ward. I saw them open for uh, Rage Against the Machine, which Rage is a good show. If you can deal with all the Marxist commie bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. They're armed the homeless. Remember, do you Fuck remember off. them when they played at the mall? They played a fucking show at the mall. Like when that place, they... Uh, Rage Against the Machine? No, no, no. Stuck Mojo oh, played Stuck Mojo. in store. <laughs> I heard about it. I didn't. And yeah. it was it was loud as shit. And they were like, you got to turn it down. And they're like, sorry, motherfucker. Y'all, y'all, fucked y'all must not know who we are. <laughs> it was... But I'm telling it's, you, it was hard. I Rage Against the Machine is great of a live band they are. Following that Stuck Mojo set, and it was right after uh, 
what's the one with all the wrestling videos I did? Was that Snap and Next? Oh, uh, Rising? Rising. Been rising, yeah. yeah. Uh, MG's ex uh, produced that album. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he's producing Chris Stapleton and people like that. Yeah, right on. yeah, he, yeah, he produced that record. But Snap and or Rising had the Neil Bortz thing at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. United States in 1997. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, that's, man, that album kicked ass. It did kick ass. And I went to Mojo shows at the Masquerade that I just knew that place was coming down. Oh, for sure. Uh, that floor yeah. bounced anyway, but when they played, it was a whole new level. It was like Pantera yeah. playing there. You yeah. know, it just shook the freaking foundation of that building and scared me. <laughs> we're we're going to die. And I know this is tangentially related, but well done the way you included a new level in when talking about Stuff Mojo <laughs> and the Masquerade. You like I that? thought that was totally fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Looks like Russ is going into drug withdrawal. So should we have like another song to like have a commercial? Okay. No. Okay. Favorite genre of metal. And why the fuck is it not thrash? Yeah. That is my favorite genery. Ah, I love all metal, but it's like when I think of thrash, I mean I love the progressive metal. I love the progressive thrash. I love thrash. Period. But I mean that—that's the big one. But like we said before, metal is... I fucking love metal, man. If it's metal, I yeah. fucking love it. I don't give a Thrash shit. Thrash and speed metal, for sure. Yes. I have so, a hard time with genre. I'm, yeah. You know, especially... Depends on your mood, you know? Well, yeah. Absolutely. Because sometimes I'm in a thrash mood. Uh, but I would like to know what genre is Faith No More Angel Dust? What is that? Yeah. I would just throw that into... I would either metal. throw that in metal or like progressive metal. When I say progressive, I'm not saying politically. I'm talking about just in terms of like stretching the boundaries and kind of stepping outside the box. Or is it alternative metal? I have no idea. It could idea. be. Yeah. Well, that's when it gets into the argument. Adam and I have talked about this, like the post and core and all that yeah. goofy fucking shit. It's like, hey, man, if it's metal and it's awesome, then how about awesome metal how being a new fucking genre? Yeah. yeah, how about turn yeah. it up metal? Yeah. Because there, there are some... There are, excuse me, I'm, I was speaking large Well, there he is. Hold on, y'all. Hey, hey, this, this is Ron down hey. here at the Rib Shack. Hey, man, y'all don't know any disturbed. Look, man, there is some shit that Russ needs to say, so he's going to say it right now. <laughs> y'all come on down here to the Rib Lounge on Cot Lud. We're going to have, Millie's playing, uh, he's going to be playing the salad bar on Tuesdays. So y'all come on out. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Faith on War is a good example. Mr. Bungle, uh, it's like, what genre is that? Because I like it a lot. It's just, just kind of, yeah. it's metal, but it's kind of like, it almost doesn't have a name psycho metal or yeah especially when mike Patton is on a screaming tangent actually you know? that's a perfect i don't know if it exists but there's if a, it does we've created it psycho metal yeah. there's you, a lot of shit that came out in the 90s that is like that, that could be in fits and yeah, different yeah that can be in 15 different right. genres right. yeah but if it goes back to the whole like post and core and all that bullshit. It's like at some point it, it's just fucking metal yeah. it gives a shit i mean he, he, then you got new metal but, but it's just, it all still comes back to, okay, if you're going to trace it back, the family tree, I mean, like we talked about before. It all starts with Sabbath, fuck off. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, it's like if, if, if the argument is, well, Led Zeppelin is metal, okay. Well, then if you're going to make that argument, then Van Halen is metal. Right. On some level. Because that's still cock rock on some yeah. level, and it's like elevated, so. Gross. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but, I mean, metal is metal. Is metal is metal is right. metal. And it really can't get, you can't say that, uh. What is it? Fuck Zeppelin. Uh, first communication breakdown. Yeah. It's fucking metal. 
And, yeah, and then, and then that the would one, be a thrash the, song. The, the Viking song. What, what is that? Help me out. The one in... Uh, Ingve or... No, the Led Zeppelin. Uh, Battle of Evermore? No. Oh, that's Elf definitely metal. not a metal. Know, that's like Elf Metal. It's a good song. Oh, uh, Immigrant Song. Immigrant yes. Song. Yeah. That's metal. Yeah, that would be a metal song. Yeah, for okay. sure. Anyway, so I really can't say my favorite, Sean. I guess it's probably Thrash. Of course um, it is. Just because the majority of the bands I like are Thrash. Yeah. You know? Um, I think unanimously, though, Thrash would probably be like the most of the stuff we love on this podcast is mostly Thrash. Right. I mean, we love all the metal. We are not metal prejudiced in any way. No. But if we're going to have to pick a favorite, it's probably going to be thrash. thrash. But then it's like, okay, where does Sabbath fall into that? Doesn't fucking matter. Sabbath is Sabbath. They're like God. They're different. They're above everything else. What's Udo? He's he's (laughs) under the Sabbath umbrella. (laughs) He's part of the family. All right. (laughs) Favorite live metal show slash concert. He's almost hung up on Udo. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Russ, I'm going to smell your box real quick. Gross. I know that sounds gross. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I need, man. That a fresh. couple lines of some Folger crystals. I'm good to go. All right. Didn't we already talk about favorite live metal shows? And I think we did. That would probably be a past Metal Nerdery uh, episode, but I don't know if we know Russ's favorite live metal show. One, my favorite show I've ever went to, personally, that is really difficult. I would, it, it's a tie. It's going to be um, Pantera, White Zombie. That was a fucking amazing show. Um, it was. It was so, yes. so good. I mean, White Zombie was great. Yeah. I may have a and tie then, on that as well. Yeah. And then, you know, I've seen a lot of great metal shows, but that last go around with Metallica, because we took my teenagers, he had just made it awesome. That yeah. probably and we were cool right show. up front. Yeah. We got there early. Mary Grace and Mandy, my daughter and wife, uh, wife and daughter, busted through the place, ran down to the field. We were general admission, and they got up against the rail. And me and Ethan were still standing outside in line. MG had special passes to get in or whatever. So she's calling us like, hey, we're up against the rail. You know, you got to get in and get down here. And we're like hurrying to try to get down there. It's 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the afternoon. And we, Ethan and I, as soon as they let us out on the field, we take off. And we're like plowing through people to get up to where they were. And then, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you get up to the rail. And you realize when you turn around and there's 50,000 people behind you. <laughs> I am not going to get a beer, and I am not going to the bathroom. Ever in life. For seven hours. You're going to soil yourself right here. You're going to piss your pants. It was July night, and it was 93 degrees. And uh, Hashtag that smell. Now, Mary Grace is powerful enough to, like, bowl through people. So, like, you know, she would take off occasionally and come back with waters for everybody. But you sweat that out. You sure. Know. You know, it wasn't like beer. Like, if we were to drink a few beers, I'd have had to run for the bathroom many times. But we sat up there run 15 the feet loo. from James Hetfield. We were right there, right where his mic that stand was. That would be was. badass cool. as fuck. It was Avenged Sevenfold, Volbeat, and, or Volbeat, then Avenged Sevenfold, then Metallica. That was a great metal concert. That would I be mean, an insane show. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, and the opener, before everybody else, for an hour, they had uh, the Beastie Boys DJ. I forget his name. He was mixing, and he was doing all metal, like, hip-hop mixes. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, like, the opener part of the show where the show hasn't really started is just, like, yeah. the play. Everybody's filing in. Yeah. Oh, there I go again. Everybody's filing Dunk. in. That noise you keep hearing occasionally, it sounds like a dong or bong. Dong. 
Gross. is the fact that I cannot speak without using my hands and I've punched the microphone. What does anyway. the sound make when you hit a dick? Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite show for me, if I had to be a tie, it would be either Pantera and Ratchild America at Center Stage, which was Ooh, fucking amazing, or it would be Pantera and Slayer. At the Tabernacle, yes, oh Pantera. It was the it was the uh, reinventing the Seal tour and still on the God Hates Us All tour. I had no idea that ever. Oh happened. man, I missed that one. Yeah, that show was oh, a blessing. It was a fucking blessing. It <laughs> was shit. That was the time me and Adam went through the drive through Taco Bell. We're like hung up for an hour because there's so many people in line. But it was how like, was Phil though? Was that heroined out? Like that? It was weird. Crawling on the ground, Phil. It or? was a killer show, but they played God Cemetery damn. Gates, and it was almost like. Oh, his voice was gone by then. He, yeah, I mean, at that point, at certain times, you got to cut off those early songs. Yeah, but yeah, that, but yeah. that show though, man, was just like fucking a. I feel like I was glad to be alive that I went to that show. Sure, it was that good. Oh, I, I, I had no idea that ever happened. That kind of makes me sad. It was beautiful. <laughs> like, it was. I'm happy glorious. you got to experience For it. Sure. But I'm also kind of pissed off. Right <laughs> it was. Let's just not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, that sounds awesome. I wish I was part of it. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really, I I do not remember that, but that is awesome. Okay, now here's a fun one, and I have to bring this up because it's kind of related, and I'll read this out. Moments of greatness tangentially related to metal or agents of metal. For example, running into Junior at Rockin' Pod, meeting Eric, A.K. from Flotsam and Jetsam after a show, being graced with Tony Iommi's Fart ghosts in a recording studio while doing our demo. Sorry, I just named a few of mine. I got a couple. Yeah, what you got? All right, so I've told this story before uh, on my first appearance, I believe, on the Metal Nerdery, but when Tommy and I got to meet uh, Peter Steele. Oh, that was cool. After the first time we ever saw Peter Steele and and Typo Negative, and uh, that was the wreckage benefit at the International Ballroom with Violence, I believe, was that the headliner. show was amazing. I remember Nihilus, that show. Nihilus didn't play, but they were there. And Zach was like, have, you know, he was talking to me and Tommy because he recognized us from playing shows with him. And he, he's like, oh, you got to see these guys from New York, typo negative. They're unlike anything you ever see. They're disco, thrash, like they're everything all in punk. They were badass. <laughs> we'll have to do a show about them soon. I know Adam would appreciate that. <laughs> Excuse me, but the end of the show, um, when they're sitting at the table signing CDs, selling CDs, basically is what they're doing. But yeah. he, he, Tommy and I went up and fanboyed out because we just saw a show that blew our fucking minds. The lead singer, besides the fact he was six foot, whatever <laughs> gigantic monster playing bass, like a demon. He took a gallon of milk and poured it on the pit. Just <laughs> poured milk. All, so now you got steak and ass milk yeah. all over you and you're sweaty. Oh, it's, I've never seen anything like that. And the crowd's flipping him off and he's flipping them off. And there was this whole, you suck, fuck you. you know. But they all loved him. It right. was a thing that I didn't understand. I, I didn't know who they were. And then, you know, so Tommy and I go up and I'll repeat the story again because it was it was a classic moment. And Tommy asked him, I'm standing there kind of, you know, yeah, freaking out like fanboy. And Tommy's like, hey, you guys have an album. Y'all are badass. And, uh, you know, Peter Steele and his negative uh, sense of humor, don't buy it. It's the worst fucking thing you ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, sucks. we were in love with that man. We were like, that's right. the 
coolest motherfucker yeah. in heavy metal. Yeah. yeah. It is and just it, Peter Steelcock. Don't go buy our fucking album. Yeah. It fucking sucks and I'm dead. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I think he faked his. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Billiam. Um, Moments of greatness. Tangentially related to metal. At the old masquerade, um, Mr. Thomas and I got to um, talk to Phil. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, right Thomas? after the show. Christopherson? No, uh, um, Eddie. Eddie Thomas. Eddie. Yeah. Eduardo. Oh, Eduardo. back at, uh, that'd be the Cowboys tour? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. First time we saw him. The She Fight show. And, and they got off stage or whatever. And we was that the one when everybody was pelting shoes and Phil was throwing them back? God, it was at the masquerade. I, I know the shoe fight show was at the masquerade. There, there was one. Been, was that the one where he was like for like five minutes? He was like, "Thank you, we're bad company. Thank you, we're Iron Maiden." It's like for like five minutes. He's like, "Thank you, we're seven to, Like he would just name off all these fucking bands. He's like, "Thank uh, you, we're King Diamond." I think this was the first time that we saw him. And they okay. were with Testament. Who were they? No, with? I, I don't. They were with somebody pretty big, weren't they? I thought they were. Did they headline or were they opening? I think they were headlining. Oh, really? It was their first headline. But I can't, like I said, I can't remember. I thought they came around one time, like as the middle band, but I I could be wrong. It's it's very possible. Yeah, it's very, very fuzzy back then. But that was still still joyous, joyous time. Yes, it was. Any metal guilty pleasures? Oh, God. The metal guilty pleasure? Like, I like power ballads. Sorry. Tell me what you want. I fucking like power ballads. Do I want to hear Slayer do a power ballad? Fuck no. But I like power ballads. I do. A metal guilty pleasure. I have guilty pleasures, but they're not metal. It's like, to me, metal is my mainstream. Yeah. So my guilty pleasure would be the Cranberries. Morris Day in the Time. You know. But if you had to pick something metal, like like the like the power ballad. All right, fine. Uh, I like the darkness. I fucking, I dig the darkness. Yeah, I think they're pretty It's cool. like ACDC meets Queen. Yeah, kind of. Really high falsetto. Uh, I like those. Humor metal. Yeah, they would kind of go in the humor metal category, mm. which I think they might be. In it's there. a good story behind that album, Back the shadow. first album that uh, you have to look up. But uh, metal guilty pleasure. I don't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, son. Well, you know, like if you love, you know, indulgent drum solo intros to fucking no, acoustic songs or something. If you like know. a song by. Uh, what are the twin brothers? Nelson. That's what he's talking about. Uh, no, I, I, I have no idea what you're no talking Nelson, about. No Nelson, no Nelson. Uh, if you liked women, you okay, like Okay, I Nelson. like When the Children Cry by White. There's nothing White. wrong with that. It's a beautiful fucking song. I like that album. And, uh, hey, Matt, why are you talking in a higher voice? Because it's White Lion. Shut the fuck up. I like White Lion. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> if it would be like anything, Wade. it would be, you know, that I like the Sabbath and Zeppelin and Floyd kind of stuff. Oh, I love Floyd. But, you know, um, nothing guilty or right, bad exactly. so Here's my guilty know. pleasure. All the bands I hated, uh, primarily Cinderella. Uh, like the know, hair bands? Hair bands. I actually like them now. You know, I can listen to them now. I can listen to, uh, what's the band? Uh, Dr- Steel Dragon or... Steel, Steel Panther? No, Steel... Yeah, whoever Steel that. Dragon. You're thinking back to that, uh, the, <laughs> that movie that they made that was like a... Rock kind of a star. take on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the band who was the band that sang that song though? Uh, we all die young. Oh, that was that sh- it, was, it was Steel Dragon in that movie. But, but the original was, was like, Steel something. Steel Heart. Steel I remember Steel Heart had a song called Never Let You Go, but I don't I remember said, that same that band. Song. Steel Dragon, We All Die Young. Okay. Yeah, but it was also Steel Heart, the original. We're stars. We're stars. <laughs> Steel Dragon. 
Uh-oh, is Billy pulling up the steel dragon? No, I just looked at it. I'm not Uh-oh. pulling anything up, hey, uh, Matthew. Hello. <laughs> we all know you are yeah. still Steel Heart. Steel Heart. Okay, so that steel- song was a hit twice. It was a hit in 96. Steel Dragon sounds better. Yeah. Most right. underrated metal band, if you had to pick one. Underrated metal oh, band. If you guys out there have an underrated metal band, please email it to metalnerdery at gmail.com so we can go researchify it and report on it. Stick it on the Facebook. For sure. Yeah, yeah. As well. Or put it on our socials and the gram. Underrated. There's so many. I mean, Ratchild's obviously, Ratchild America and Souls of Zero are huge ones. Uh, Handsome, I think. Not Hanson, Mbop. I'm talking about Handsome. Like, Matt Wheeler is a handsome man. That man is a... (laughs) Asshole. But that album is fucking underrated as shit. Billy? Underrated. Russ? I can't. I mean... You can't think of an underrated one? Something that you... I mean... You know, I'm going to say... Forbidden underrated. Yeah, Forbidden is underrated. Accused are underrated. For me, Rigor Mortis. Rigor Mortis, yeah. I know they're not... Those bands aren't for everybody, but when it comes, I think so they might—they might be for me. I think we might have to do like dives on those. We need yeah, to do a hard. Should. I want to do a hard metal show really bad because yeah, that's one of—that's one of my favorite that's, genres. Let's do it. Hashtag uh, future episodes. But I would say because they're never mentioned, never with any of the the stories. You know what I mean? When they, when yeah. you watch the like the the thrash metal movies and stuff, you never hear anything about the accused, you never hear about rarely or hear about rigor mortis. Yeah. Um they sound kind of almost like in that same boat as like forbidden, kind of like the artists artists kind of thing. Right. Cuz from what I've heard of the accused, I dig it and I haven't heard a lot of it, but from what I heard, I like same so with good. rigor mortis. Yeah, yeah. With me with uh, the accused, it's just the spirit of the music. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. so thrash. It's well, that's what metal is. Every one of their songs, you want to be in the pit. Yeah. You know, it yeah. just it wants you just want to get out there and crush heads and it's that's that's what I love about them. Anyway, most overrated metal band. Ooh. See, overrated almost gets a little bitchy. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, like like I know a lot of people are like, oh, is Metallica most overrated? Yeah, no, I mean, Metallica's not overrated. I think, I personally, I think Metallica helped encapsulate all the things in metal that, that go well if together. You ask that question to 100 people, 99 of them are going to say A lot of them are probably saying Metallica. Right. Yeah. Oi, you know what? Those people are quants, okay? I don't give a fuck what they say. Fucking Metallica's great, isn't he? Would you say that Exodus is underrated? I would definitely I would say, say Exodus, Exodus is underrated. underrated for they're sure. fucking badass. Under with a capital U. Yeah, they're badass. Uh, there should have been a... But they don't get... Like you said, they They should be the big five. Yeah. It should include Exodus. Exodus should be yeah. part of that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because they were, they were the god. They, can, they really... Can I, ma- can I make a special request? <sighs> this is a long-distance dedication to I myself. So. <laughs> I know we covered this last week, but just because it's so awesome, can we hear Deranged again? Yeah. Just the beginning. Oh, fuck no. yeah. No. <laughs> I, I can recite it for you. I just ate a nice salad. <laughs> Baked potato. Chives. Do you have something in mind? Prison system. Inherently unjust. You know, it's like, it's like what it is, is you, I know you heard the word a thousand times. It's a reference. You know, I went through the contortions of hell. I have alcoholic seizures. Wind up in the hospital and everything else. Now I'm sick. I'm shaking like a leaf. It was like silly putty, and they threw him in the car and beat him in the paddy wagon and beat him to death. I hit one of those and I knocked the front wheel off into outer space. What? And I 
kind of got angry myself and I said, <laughs> have a lot of guns. Yeah. <laughs> I like salad. Really? Just ate a nice salad. Oh, shit. I love salad. Potato, some cream cheese. And chives. And chives. So you know, I just, I like to eat a salad. Might you have something in mind? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's fucking underrated. Especially this. Most underrated band ever, Exodus. You know what though? I have a feeling now that Slayer's done, I think they're going to get a lot of love. They're about to fucking yeah. blow the fuck up. I really think so too. I think when they start touring on their when their new album comes out, but because yep. one, Gary Holt, a boom, yeah, one a, one <laughs> b, uh, we can't go to fucking concerts right now yeah that's so gonna you have tell to me stop a, a, an original old school thrash band comes out with a new album they're not gonna get some love on a oh, tour yeah they are oh exodus, sure. exodus is gonna be i think they're gonna dominate the next once tours open back up yeah. and once like you know all the shows open up and the festivals and all that shit i, I think you're gonna see exodus explode because now that slayer's gone remember what happened when metallica did the black album and pantera came in really think they're gone I think they might. Think? I, I mean, think I think will. they might for a year or two. I, no, I think. I you think, look at all these bands that have done this before, yeah. man. They get that itch and they're just like. But think about it. Think about it. Because people people didn't really know if they weren't connected to the scene. They didn't really know who Gary Holt was before he joined Slayer. If they knew, if they were already part of the scene, then they knew that he was right. part of Exodus back in the day. Right. But for any of the newbies that came on, they didn't fucking know. So now this is new news and it's like. Oh shit! You mean he's been part of this band and they've been around for forty fucking years? Yeah, yeah I want to go check out all their shit now. <laughs> he was in boom, basically the original first American thrash band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Okay, now here's one that, and this is for future episode stuff. Hashtag future episode. What's a metal band you know little about but would like to know a lot more about? For example, for me. Like, I know about DRI and the accused and death, but I want to know more about them. I want to do some dives. I want to do some fucking overview shit. I did this recently, and it's not even a genre I really like, but I like the spooky stories and the nature of it. Um, I watched the Mayhem movie. Oh, the band Mayhem? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's some creepy shit. Yeah. Like black metal style? That's yeah, but you serious... know the story about those guys, right? No. Uh, they, they, one of their album covers is the lead singer dead with his brains all over the place from where he blew his fucking head off oh, with a shotgun. And the guitarist walks in and before calling the fucking cops, he snaps a picture. He not only snaps a picture of it, <laughs> he moves the shotgun where it's in a better position to be in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've got. Jesus. <laughs> I think I hit. I think I hit Matt's funny bone. Damn. I think I've just told you a little too much about myself. <laughs> Look, these guys were so fucked up. That's extreme, but you know what? That that shows that's not extreme. That's yeah, well, a find the album cover. I'll show it to you. Look, I'm sure it's not going to be scroll. a Google. It is so nasty. That guy is the one that blew his brains out. Wow. And if they'll show the album cover, you'll see it, it is horrendous. <laughs> Google? I doubt it. No, I've seen it on Google. Really? For real? Yeah. It's... The fact that he repositioned the gun to make it look more metal, that's that's pretty fucking cover. metal. Look at cover. Mayhem band dead. There it is. It's it looks like they are... Art artist did it up. The artist did it. Did, did. Maybe, but chainsaw guts. Fuck. That's a great name for a for an album. You know what these guys did? They never even recorded a record. Was they, it all hype? It was all hype. Okay, so they now, were all basically they whores recorded for records, money. Is but in were. the eighties, when they started this thing, they had it was like two guys. They. Uh, worked at a record store or one of them bought this record store and all they did was sell metal shit and they were so all right they're racist as fuck i mean they're uh they're very clicky like if so you, they needed an outlet basically is what you're saying right but which is the way to go if, if you if you came into their record store wearing a metallica shirt they'd fucking beat you like if you weren't death if you weren't death metal, you were a poser, and they right. were a very gang mentality. You got to watch these movies. There's two movies. There's one. I'll look them up before we leave. But uh, I kind of just wanted to. I heard the stories, so I wanted to see what the take was. And they're doing interviews with a couple of these guys are in prison, you know. <laughs> but, but they were responsible for all the church burning. Hashtag Damn. prison core, prison post core. Uh, Prison post penitentiary rape core. How about that? There we go. Is that good? Burning it, churches and doing all that what shit. It was called before you see the light or something like that. And the other one is, I think, like the mayhem story or something. Mm-hmm. But it's worth watching just for interest. You sure. know, it's just sure. really super interesting. Yeah. It's probably like the the behindingness of all the black metal. That guy that blew his brains out. He was such a sick fuck. All right, he would bury his clothes like in a three foot grave or three in the ground before a show and let them sit there for a week. So it would smell like rot. And I mean, they're well, just, they probably just smell like clothes with fucking dirt on. Yeah. Well, like. He wanted the mold, you know, just yeah. that earthy. They were just ridiculous. Dude, our death metal's organic, bro. Check us out. We're at whole foods playing the fucking salad bar with Millie. So he kills himself, but then one of the guys gets killed by another death metal guy, but they were friends, but they got in a fight, and he killed him with a claw hammer. Damn. You know what? Their music probably sucked, too. <laughs> it does. I mean, honestly, <laughs> when you listen to it, it they're, they don't want good production. What they want is the uh, sounds like you took a little tape recorder and hit record. Yeah. We want to take Venom's black metal album and make it sound like fucking shit. Yeah. Like worse. But I will say the guitar players could play. You know, they were like shredders, but it was just noise. It sounded like chainsaws. Do y'all know about DRI? Not to change the subject, but DRI for one of the, I got to ask because it seems like everybody I knew 
Nixon's back in the day, fan. is a big fan of DRI and knows about DRI. I saw him live. But I'm not really, I can't, I can tell you that I heard him on Wreckage back in the day, but I'm not as familiar. Yeah, I didn't really get into him either. Russ. Back in the day. Um, because the other ones like the accused and death, like I'd like to do some more shit on that and dig into that. On I some think future Nixon episodes, is but. a big reason why I heard DRI um, during our early transgressor days. I mean, we would you know practice at Tommy's house, yeah. and then we would go upstairs and watch the ultimate revenge movies with um, oh, yeah. Slayer and Exodus and all yeah. that. Uh, but then I don't know if Mixon brought over a videotape or somehow he introduced us to DRI. And I think we went to one of their shows at the Masquerade. I do remember seeing them live and they were good, but they were like skate thrash. Yeah. yeah. Kind of reminded me. I remember they not had a little crossover kind of like suicidal. Right. They were like that California skate thrash, you know, and I remember all the skaters had like DRI shirts or, yep. you know, yep. uh, patches on their, yep. on their jean jackets or whatever. I, I had a DRI tape, and I remember really liking it. I just couldn't name one song off of it. Do right you remember the album to. or which tape? I remember what it looked like. I don't remember the name of it. Well, it was either Four of a Kind, Thrash Zone, Crossover. Thrash Zone? Thrash Zone? Yeah. All right. I know. It was definitely okay. Thrash Zone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out, because I would, I would like us to do a dive at some point on that, and even The Accused. We'll I, have to educate, I have to educate myself again. There's but, so yeah. many fucking bands that I want to get into. It's just like, I can't believe... Like, I felt like an ass when we did the beneath the remains dive and i hadn't really heard the whole album in its entirety it's so good wasn't so it? that's why i'm yes yeah. exactly it was fucking glorious that's why i'm trying to get more into yeah the shit that i know nothing about the stoner and the doom metal for me is i've been all about that lately we need to do a, a, a doom stoner episode that's for the, sure because there's some killer so there's so much good God, shit out there damn. So good. It's almost kind of like if you think about it back in the day, like with the thrash thing, it's like there's so much shit. It's like I got to hear it all. Yeah. I don't have the time. Yeah, I know. So that'll be a hashtag future episode yes. idea for sure. So good. Awesome. What's a uh, what's a metal band that you know nothing about? I I just referenced a few. DRI, not much. I know some about Death, but I'd like to hear more Death. The Accused, I don't really know about. I recently watched the Death. Um, uh, on prime on prime yeah that's the, really good it's just yeah, it it's is really great. good yeah. yeah that dude was really talented man. i need to check that out you prime is like a, is that like a netflix for amazon kind of thing if you become an amazon, amazon prime member you get the free yeah. shipping on certain items you know but you also get free movies and shows that are prime movies yeah. okay. and shows. and by the way amazon you just got a free fucking plug too sorry so. Well, send, me, send us a million dollars and we'll make Metal Nerdery help Amazon take over the world further. <laughs> While I agree with you, they don't need us. <laughs> Look, man, we know people. Just fine. No, you know what? Fuck it. Jeff Bezos needs to know this. We know people in fucking Antarctica, dude, that love metal. You could use us down there. I'm just saying. Fuck Australia. Antarctica is the real land down under. Yeah, they're down under the fucking ice, Matt. Shut your fucking face. There's a, a little bit of trivia. Trivia. You know which the only metal band to ever play Antarctica. That would be the shirt you're wearing. That would be the Metallica. Just, just cause. Just cause. <laughs> a moment in metal that changed your life. To close it out. A moment in metal that changed. That could my be life. nebulous. You may not have anything. Yeah, that I comes know it. To mind. I know it right now. Uh oh. Fuck. I he's got it. one. No. I, I, I mentioned this before too. The first time I saw Number of the Beast on uh, on a live video or yeah. a video on it. Uh, it wasn't MTV. It was Channel sixty nine or thirty six or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it, it. You know, you hear the stuff on the radio, but when you see 
Iron Maiden on stage with Eddie and the yeah. Devils and all that stuff yeah. running around. That was that as was a like, kid. That's life. I want to do that. Yeah, right. I want to do what they're doing. Yeah. As I like a kid, it. it's yeah. definitely life changing. Yeah, I think for me when I when I first saw, there's so many. It's hard to pick one, but I think one of the first times that really blew my mind was when I saw Iron Maiden Killers at the record shops, like at Turtles. Yeah, and it it blew my mind because I'd never seen. You know, it looked like. You know, a fucking hatchet with blood driven from it. There's a dude that's like, don't let me die. I'm like, what the shit is this? I mean, that was amazing. Rain of Blood was amazing. Rain of Blood terrified the shit out of me when I first got it. Oh, God, yeah. Because I was all very churchy back then. I went to Sunday school and was worried that Jesus didn't like what I like listening to. <laughs> and when I, I swear, Bill, Russ, you're laughing at me, but when I heard that, it, it scared me a little bit. Cause oh, was, no. I know, y'all. It was, it was intense. <laughs> oh, no. But it was a life changer because it was like I'd never, it was, it was like I'd never seen it. It was life changing. All right. It, it, it was like, it was like psychedelics, but with metal. No, I agree totally. Exactly. Um, Billy, would you have to pick one? That's hard to say, man. I don't know. I've annihilated my memory. Let me try it again. It, it'd have to be the first time I heard probably a Sabbath record. Yeah. yeah. You know? I could see that. It would, yeah. Any Sabbath yeah, record. Yeah, yeah, you put it on and you play it in, your, in, in the living room or whatever, and all of a sudden... Yeah, you, know, you get the chills, and right. this yes. is what it's all about right here. An atmosphere can make a big difference, oh, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Because I remember, you know, my sister listened to a lot of Led Zeppelin. That was like her band. And she was six years older than me. So cool thing was I got to hear a lot of stuff at a young age. Five, yeah. six years old, I was hearing Van Halen. and Bonus, bonus. Yeah, uh, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, all that. But then I went over to a friend's house in like seventh or eighth grade. Uh, it's got Dave Shaddix. <laughs> I remember going into he he had this cool room right, but he had one of those uh, attic lofts that you could like open up this door and go into like this attic yeah. area, and he had that thing <clears throat> decked out in the velvet uh, black white posters, yeah. you know Zeppelin, Sabbath, you know Alice Cooper, all these real in a black light, and that'd be cool as shit. Now when he had his big ass you know Panasonic system up there and. <laughs> you create you create Black Dog in that room, yeah. Versus listening to it in your bedroom, it, right? Is different, right? Sure. So yeah, and well, he played there's probably also and incense, I was just like, and there's probably also drugs, there's probably also black lights, there's probably also anyway. Kid can make a difference. Absolutely. All right, all right, all right. Experience. Cool. Well, I think we made it through that list fairly painless. Yeah, yeah. It was a getting to know you metal nerdery style. Tell us what you think. Send us your answers if you'd like to, and we will read you out on the air and give you a shout out, and we'll give you some kudos and commitments. We'll put you in line for the Metal Nerdery calendar. It's going to feature Matt on the cover this year. Yeah, I'll be topless. <laughs> might even shave my, I might even shave my five chest hairs just to be a totally smooth, and my five pubic hairs too, just to make it totally smooth. The real man of the Metal Nerdery. <laughs> anyway. That's been our show. It's been a long one. It's time to go frost again and get re highified. Anyway, thank you guys for joining. Continue to listen to Love us. Love you. Continue to join us. Join Nerd us. out. Later. Everybody, this is Archie Nigelson, Nigel's cousin. Listen. 
That daft bastard forgot to mention some really fucking important news. The Metal Nerdery Patreon is up and running. If you want to be a member, just go to patreon.com slash podcast and join us for a fucking extra order of nonsense and metal-infused lunacy from the coolest fucking lads in the Metal Nerdery Metal Nerdiverse. Structure. Metal Metal Structure.